Hi everyone, welcome to episode 3 of In the Moment with Mombi. Um as always, I am grateful that you are here and um thank you for listening in and being here today. Um I hope you had a great week. I hope you had a good week. I hope you had a productive and successful week. As for me, I had a overwhelming week. <laughs> um I was very tired this week. I am still very very tired this week. If I tell you I'm recording this at 6 a.m. <laughs> um you probably wouldn't believe me. Uh but um it's the only time I could find um to do this and I really really um had to push myself to do this and to be here in a good way push myself in a good way because when we really want something there's always a way where there is a will there's a way so i really really love doing this and so even if i'm exhausted even if i sleep you know very late because of work and other commitments i have i still have to find time um to come and fellowship on here with you guys And so um welcome 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 and um before I get started on today's uh, topic I would just like to read a couple of reviews um that you guys have shared with me from the previous episodes and I'm going to start with um the first episode which was 24 things I have learned in 24 years and I'm going to read reviews from Spotify okay so um someone shared that um what they learned their greatest takeaway was peace is not the absence of chaos but the ability to remain calm amidst it all wow 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 someone else shared that not everyone is your friend this was literally because this was literally my best because i definitely relate to that point uh, someone else shared that their greatest takeaway is life is full of lessons and it's okay to make mistakes learn from them and reinvent yourself to be the best version of yourself that you can ever be wow someone else said that their greatest takeaway is there's beauty in guarding my heart despite pain and heart wow and someone else said that's what we need she could cover all but they said uh she loves that i echo the message of reinvention of self because people will struggle to catch up or accept who she is becoming and what her journey looks like and um she has just accepted that it will go however however god wills it to go um someone else said they learned that family is important and someone else said that they learned how to have boundaries and let them be respected they also said that they love that all these lessons came from a point of knowing god more and that they look forward to more episodes um finally some more reviews from the episode from last Sunday which was episode 2 um wow someone said they are in awe of what god has done in my life <laughs> and um the fact that it has happened to me and has brought me here to this great testimony she said that she is learning and getting blessed by my story and she prays for more grace upon me thank you so so much someone else said they loved that episode it was very enlightening and amazing and they said they have such an amazing laugh and a soothing voice and they are excited 
for the episodes that are coming. Thank you so much. Um, someone else said it was beautiful. And finally, someone else said um, this is a testimony that's going to inspire many. And they said, may you continue to grow in ministry and inspire people for the glory of God. Wow. Thank you so much for everyone who leaves their reviews, for everyone who... Uh, remembers to rate the podcast it really helps to reach out to more people so please remember to rate the podcasts please remember to share please remember to follow if there's a plus sign on there and you've not um, clicked on it because you might be listening and you've not followed or subscribed please take a moment to do so um, it really helps uh, the podcast reach to many people which is truly truly my desire okay great um we're on to a great start and um today i want us to talk about this topic um which is quite heavy i really wasn't thinking that I would be talking about um, rejection <laughs> uh, in just episode three because my thinking was I wanted to build chemistry with you guys, my audience, my family, my community, uh, and just keep talking a little bit about me before we get into the deep stuff. But the Holy Spirit said no. <laughs> um, um, just earlier this week, I had a really, really strong um, conviction um, to speak about rejection and uh, to just tell you that rejection is not always a bad thing, that rejection is really a gift. Rejection is truly a blessing in disguise. And so I hope this episode blesses you as we get into it. Uh, yeah. So my experience with rejection and feelings of rejection, I have been one that has really, really struggled with feeling reject rejected and at times unloved. Um, those feelings coexist. You know, whenever you're feeling rejection, you really feel unloved. And um, yeah, it has been very, very difficult um, to have such feelings where you feel unchosen, you feel um, unworthy, you feel uh, not important, you know, <laughs> like um, we all like to feel chosen and wanted and needed. And um, it's a primal human feeling, okay? So when that doesn't happen, it really crushes the soul. And so there are many times when I have felt unworthy, unloved, undeserving, and unwanted. There are many times when I have felt not good enough. Something I am learning and something that I have shared with a couple of friends is feelings are not always facts, okay? You can be feeling sad, you can be feeling rejected, but that is not the fact. So whenever I feel rejected and I have had feelings of rejection and un unwantedness and un feeling unloved, I've had to decide, am I going to hold on to this feeling that is not a fact? Or am I going to hold on on the fact that God says about me? Okay, so... Something else I have learned um, from experiencing rejection and um, feelings of unworthiness is in this world, people will hurt us. 
people will say no to us people will mistreat us people will use us okay people will abandon us people will betray us even when we are good and blameless we still have no control over people's actions words and decisions they will leave us broken people will leave us broken people will leave us helpless and people will leave us lost and so i have been learning that when rejection happens it is there to serve a purpose okay so um whenever that happens i just have to get out of that bubble of feeling all all that i'm feeling okay um and then look you know what that situation is trying to teach me because pain always has a purpose in our lives so whenever you encounter such a thing a situation you need to look out you need to seek out um the lesson and the purpose the intention behind it so you can learn from it okay and so there are a couple of things i have learned and probably the reason why the holy spirit was leading me to speak on rejection is <laughs> because i have experienced rejection so you know when you're speaking from a place of experience it's easier to convince someone who's in that situation um and not just convince but comfort them and encourage them and tell them look i've been here and i was able to get past this and i know you can also and you will also get past this if you put your faith in god and so the first lesson i have learned is that god allows us to experience pain for a reason when rejection happens it could be because he wants to redirect you to a different path it could be to protect you from things you cannot see and sometimes the only way that can happen is by allowing us to experience pain and rejection so when god sees because god is all knowing when he sees that you know we are almost getting into trouble or something bad is on our way sometimes he allows <laughs> us to be rejected and to experience that pain so that we can be removed from that situation okay so due to our stubborn nature he knows we can struggle with getting out of situations but when we experience pain rejection and betrayal we enter a state of brokenness a state of surrender we become weak and it is in our weakness that his strength is perfected in us so the first thing i have learned is god allows us to experience pain for a reason the second thing i have learned um about this matter is that god is not a waster of pain the bible says in psalms 56 verse 8 that you keep track of all my sorrows you have collected all my tears in your bottle you have recorded each one in your book and so that means god sees your pain he says he is close to the broken hearted and crushed in spirit many times i know it doesn't feel that way uh personally whenever i experience rejection i often feel alone i often feel abandoned and neglected and unloved but all these are lies of the enemy okay because the enemy tries to look for ways to pull us further from god and to give us this notion and perspective that you know uh, how could god even allow that to happen he clearly doesn't love you um the world is rejecting you you are unloved you are unworthy but then god is not a waster of our pain the truth is god cares for you and me and he sees my pain he sees your pain and he wastes no pain so if god has allowed you to experience pain you need to know that he wastes no pain he is not a waster of pain imagine him collecting all your tears and recording um 
you know, keeping track of all your sorrows and recording each one in his book? Do you think that is someone who does not care for you? Do you think someone that is someone who's looking to waste your pain? No. And that's why he's so concerned for you and he does not waste pain. And the third thing um, I have learned is that God sees it all. In Psalm 139 verse 16, God says that, um, the scripture says that all your days are recorded in his book before a single day has passed. All my days are recorded in his book before a single day has passed. This means that God knew you would be rejected. If you're going through rejection right now, if it's rejection for a job or a relationship or a friendship or an opportunity, he saw it all. Before you, before even you came on earth, before you know you walked in the days you're walking in right now, he saw it all and he allowed it to happen. And so you must trust that the pain and the loss you're experiencing is for your greater good, because um, that's a, the God we serve. We serve a good God. We we serve a God that loves us, and so he sees it all and he has recorded all your books even today before you experienced it, before you walked in it. He already saw it and he recorded everything that you'll experience today. And he allowed whatever it is that you will experience today because he's always looking out for you because he loves you. And the fourth thing I have learned is that rejection is a part and parcel of the experiences we have to go through on earth. We can't we can't escape pain. We can't escape rejection. We can't ex- escape um heartbreak we can't escape betrayal but you can go through it with overwhelming victory through christ jesus and so i want us to briefly look at some people in the bible who have experienced and overcome rejection and so the first person i want us to look at um just to skim through really quickly is joseph and then uh, for reference uh, purposes this is in the book of uh this is in the story. Uh, the story is in the book of Genesis, uh, 37 to 50. So you can read that at your own time. Um, but just to summarize, uh, Joseph was one of uh, Jacob's 12 sons and his brothers uh, betray, uh, betrayed him and rejected him because they felt threatened when he shared his dreams of, you know, ruling them. Um, even on the final dream he had his father was also very mad <laughs> um with the dream and was like what you think even you'll even be greater than me so uh, people were really frustrated with the dreamer with joseph and so his brothers plotted to kill him but then they didn't kill him they sold him to egypt into slavery which they thought was worse and then um uh, Little did they know that they were leading Joseph to a greater victory. They were leading Joseph to his blessing, right? And so at the end of that story, uh, when they find Joseph again, when they come to Egypt to look for food, and because there was famine and starvation, they find Joseph as the general. You know, he was the one who was in charge of giving and handing out food. Uh, Joseph says to them, uh, in Genesis 45 uh, verses 5, he says, come closer to me. Joseph said to his brothers, they came closer. 
um, and he said, I am Joseph, your brother, who we sold into Egypt. But don't feel badly. Don't blame yourselves for selling me. God was behind it. God sent me here ahead of you to save lives. Wow. He told them that God was behind it. That even though they thought it's them who are plotting <laughs> to reject and to betray and to uh, sell Joseph into slavery, it was God who was behind it. God actually allowed for the situation to happen so that Joseph could go and could rule and could govern people um, in Egypt. And that way he could save everyone in um, Canaan because his family came from Canaan to look for food and Egypt and all the countries surrounding them. God allowed for that situation to happen. God was behind it for the glory of his name and for him to exalt Joseph. So it happened for Joseph's own good. And that's why he was not even mad at his brothers. He knew that God allowed it. God was behind it. And towards the end of that story, end of that chapter in Genesis 50 verses 20, he says to them, don't you see? You planned evil against me, but God used those same plans for my good as you all see around you right now. Life for many people. Oh my God, this is so, oh, I'm even reading this again and my mind is being blown right now. When he said, you planned evil against me, but God used those same plans for my good. Hallelujah. That is the God we serve. But even people don't wish us well when that uh cv of yours is rejected time and time or someone sabotages your job or someone sabotages your relationship or someone says no to you god will use that same plan that was planned for your evil he will use it that one for your good and then the people who thought they were planning evil will see that god used that situation and he turned it around for you hallelujah that's the god we serve please go and read the story of joseph and see that god uses our pain for his glory and for him to change our situation and to also comfort us at the end of it all and the other person i want us to briefly talk about was david david was truly um if you read the story of david in first samuel i think starting 16 um going on you'll realize that david was unloved yeah it doesn't seem that way but he was unloved by his father and by his brothers they constantly his brothers particularly constantly disregarded and looked down upon him uh, but it didn't matter <laughs> because god had already set him apart to be a king um and even if his brothers didn't like him even if his father you know never thought of David to be anything else but just a shepherd you know because he when Samuel was sent by God rather to Bethlehem to the house of Jesse to anoint his one of his sons seven sons one of his seven sons to be um, a leader and a king to, re, to replace Saul they didn't even look for David do you know that and he was a biological son, but they didn't look for David. And when um, the oil had failed to come out of the of the jar, I think it was a jar or a bottle, uh, someone asked, are these all your sons? Are these all the sons you have? Because God had told him, and God was very clear that one of the sons of Jesse. So in 1 Samuel 16, 11, um, 
Samuel asked, are these all the sons you have? And Jesse said, there is still the youngest, but he's out in the fields watching the sheep and goats. So that means this man called all his sons whom he deemed worthy, whom he considered worthy of anointing. And he thought that, you know, David, uh, David Shim, the best thing he can do is just guard the sheep and the goats. But when it comes to anointing and comes to relating with the man of God like someone, no, that's that's beyond his his capacity. That's not in his um, territory. Imagine that well, that was a father thinking that way of his son. Right, and his brothers. When you know there was a there was a war with the Philistines, which later uh, David de- uh, defeated by killing through the help of God, of course, uh, by killing Goliath. Whenever he went to take food for his brothers, imagine they would constantly ridicule him and ask him, "So, whom did you leave the sheep with? Whom did you leave the your goats with? Aren't you supposed to be out there looking after the goats and the sheep?" constantly being rejected, being unloved, and being despised. But it did not matter because God had appointed him, had chosen him to be a king, right, at the age of 17 years. And so it does not matter if people reject you and if people don't even consider you for some positions (laughs) because God loves you and God chose you. You are not qualified, but God qualified you. And so it does not matter what everyone and anyone else thinks. And the third person I want us to look at is Hagar, right? Um, From the story of Sarah and Abraham. So that story is a bit, um, it's a lot. It's complicated, you know, but then Within that story, you also see um, God is so merciful, right? Even sometimes when we get ourselves into situations that are not serving us, God still has a way of turning them around and changing them for our own good. And so uh, this story, you know, from the beginning when you read the story of Abraham up, up until the story of Sarah when they had waited for a child and then Sarah decided to play God in her life and Abraham's and um, convinced Abraham um, to um, be involved with Hagar and she, Hagar got pregnant, she was a maid and then Hagar started treating Sarah with contempt and then Sarah got furious and she started mistreating Hagar and Hagar flee flee? yeah, flee uh, Hagar ran away <laughs> uh, and then she was in the, in the desert and the angel appeared to her and asked her what's up, why did you run away? <laughs> Right. So despite the circumstances leading to her pain, um, right, uh, despite her treating Sarah with contempt and all that, she was also rejected and she ran away because she was mistreated and treated harshly. And this is this not only happened once, but twice when she was pregnant and after Ishmael was born. But God did not abandon her despite her situation, her circumstances that led to that <laughs> you know, situation of rejection, he sent an angel to her help, to her aid, and God saw her pain, God saw her, and that's the very first time, um, you know, God was ever called Elroy, the God who sees me, and I particularly really, really love that name of God, Elroy, 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 if you are, you know, on my WhatsApp contact list, you must have seen once in a while, I'll 
you know, post Elroy on my WhatsApp status. Whenever I'm feeling discouraged and down, I just remember, oh, there's a God who sees me. Elroy, my Elroy, he sees me in my pain, in my heartbreak, in my confusion, in my, when I reach my end, God, you see me. And when God saw Hagar in the, de- in the desert, at those two times, he came to her help and he advised her on the path to take. The first time he told uh, Hagar to return to Sarah's home still and for her to be obedient and submit to Sarah. And she went back and she gave birth and Ishmael grew. And 14 years later, um, there was still rivalry between Sarah and Ishmael and Isaac. And Abraham sent them away and God still appeared to them in the desert and provided water for them and, you know, spoke blessings on Hagar and Ishmael. And what God said um, to Hagar, he promised to give her many descendants that no one would be able to count them all in Genesis 16. Um, verse 21, I believe, or the story. Yeah, this you can find the story in from Genesis 16 to chapter 21. God still promised Hagar many descendants that no one would be able to count, despite her circumstances, despite her not having a child under God's perfect will. Uh, God was still looking out for them. God loved them and God cared for them. And so even if it's a situation you have caused yourself into, you know, just like Hagar, one way or another, you've allowed yourself to make some mistakes. God still sees your pain and God is interested in helping you. God is interested in, you know, saving you from that situation and still leading you to a promise and a blessing that he has for you. So please allow God to speak to you and for him to guide you um, to what that which is greater and better for you, that which is good for you. Give him a chance. Give him a chance. God restores any situation, however ugly it is. You know, sometimes we, leave, we make very, very silly mistakes. However ugly it is, just allow him to lead you and to guide you and to guide you, right? Because he has good plans for you. And finally, the final person I want us to look at is Jesus Christ. Oh my God, I love Jesus. <laughs> Just so you know me, I can really love Jesus. Jesus is my everything. And so Jesus, imagine in all his beauty and splendor and majesty, he also experienced rejection. Possibly the worst kind of rejection that is known to man. And this rejection led to his death so that we can have eternal life through him. His brothers, imagine his brothers did not believe him. In John 7, um, his brothers did not believe his ministry, did not believe what he was doing. And he was also rejected by the people of his hometown. Imagine the people of um, Galilee, the people of Nazareth the people of Nazareth. They did not believe him, right? The Bible says that they hated him for no good reason. Someone who just came to save them, to rescue them. They hated him for no good reason. In the book of John 15, verses 18 to 20, it says, Jesus was saying to his disciples, if the world hates you, know that it hated, that it has hated me before it hated you. Verse 19, if you are of the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world, I chose you out of the world. Therefore, the world hates you. Sometimes people will just hate you. Sometimes you'll experience 
resistance for no good reason but jesus already prepared you based on the scripture he said because the world hates me it will hate you and if you are hated by the world remember it hated me too and that is because you are not of this world we are not of this world we belong to the kingdom of heaven and so this world cannot identify with us with us at any given time they will never identify with us because we are not citizens of this kingdom we are just passing by right um and because of that people are prone to hate us you know people of the world are prone to hate us because they they know we are different we don't belong here they see we don't deserve some sorts of privileges and opportunities but then god is so good to us because he says <laughs> in john 16 verse 33 um i've told you all this so that trusting me you will be unshakable and assured deeply at peace in this godless world you will continue to experience difficulties but take heart i have conquered the world god prepared us and he told us the world will hate you yes but i have told you all these things so that you can trust me and that you'll have unshakable and assured peace in me oh knowing that this god godless world this world that hated jesus we will continue to experience difficulties we will continue to experience rejection we will continue to receive noes we will continue to experience pain and betrayal and heartbreak but take heart for i have conquered the world and if jesus conquered the world the world that means that even you you can conquer the world you have overwhelming victory through christ jesus he conquered the world for our sake for our behalf so that we can now conquer the world through him through his name through his power in Jesus name and um i hope you just feel encouraged uh, knowing that people even in the bible even Jesus Christ who's the savior of the world and he seated at the right hand side of the father was rejected by his own brothers by his own hometown he was hated by people whom he came to save he came down from heaven in and took up you know human humanness humanness humanity right he took up a uh, flesh human flesh for people who betrayed him the bible says that um after they you know arrested jesus and they they had beaten him up he like the you his disciples couldn't recognize Jesus that's how badly they beat him up imagine and for these same people who rejected him and beat him up he still saved them he still saved me and you and his blood is still being shed for me and you and we have overwhelming victory through him even if the world hates us even if people say no to you Jesus loves you and he died for you and is a perfect example to know that this world will never fully accept you even if your intentions are for good people will still say no to you people will still hate you for no reason people will still break your heart people will still maybe not physically beat you up but emotionally beat you up people will break your heart people will lie to you people will betray you abandon you when you need them the most his disciples <laughs> you know peter denied him three times judas betrayed him people that he loved people he had fellowship with people that he washed his feet 
but all that all that pain and rejection and betrayal was serving a purpose it was a blessing in disguise for our greater good and so when you're going through pain remember that there's probably and possibly a reason behind it ask yourself what is the purpose of this pain and remember that god can turn around your situation for your own good and so I just have a couple of closing remarks and that is to encourage you and say uh whenever you face rejection count it all joy tell god thank you that even though i do not understand why even though it is painful i trust that my blessing is still ahead of me and if i'm going through all this pain god then i truly believe that what awaits me is better and greater than what i thought i wanted your ways are not my ways god your thoughts are higher than mine ultimately god i want what you want for me i also want you to remember that um when you're going through pain and rejection take it as an opportunity to remember that all the promises that god has spoken over your life and stand on them this is important because the enemy during this time the enemy will make you feel otherwise right even jesus got to a point where he he broke down and told god take away this cup from me he was tired he was at his breaking point and if you do not know and understand why god is leading you to a certain season of pain it is easy for you to throw in the towel and to give up so during this time i encourage you my brother my sister my friend remember all the promises that god has ever spoken upon your life and stand on them because the enemy will make you feel otherwise he will make you feel unwanted and there's so many people struggling with depression and suicidal thoughts and anger and bitterness and the root cause of all this is often pain and so when you're in that season of pain don't allow it to consume you right cancel these thoughts with verses and scripture of what god says about your life stand on them even if you don't believe even if it doesn't look that way in that situation refuse to let your mind be drifted away from what god says about you what you're feeling is just a feeling it's not a fact so stand on the facts and the fact is the word of god what god says about and upon your life the last thing i want you to remember is god knew that pain rejection and suffering are inevitable in this world and through his word we can overcome the challenges we face and so i want you to remember that god has a plan for you a plan to prosper you and not to harm you that is in jeremiah 29:11 i want you to remember that god says that all those who mourn or grieve in israel he will give a, a crown of beauty for ashes in isaiah 61 verses 3 i want you to remember that he has said he will turn your mourning into dancing and replace your clothes of mourning with those of joy that is in psalm 30 verse 11 I want you to remember that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. His thoughts of you are so precious you cannot count them all and that he has engraved you in the palm of his hands. That is in the book of Psalm. Different scriptures all in the book of Psalm. I want you to remember that he causes all things to work together for the good that love him and are called according to his purpose and that nothing can separate you from the love of God not even the rejection that you're facing not even the betrayal that you're facing not even the denial and the no you're facing nothing can separate you from the love of God and that you're more than an overcomer 
more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who loved you. That is in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 26 to 28. He says all these things about you. And so I have an assignment for you. Look for the promises of God in the Bible and declare them upon your life. When you're going through a situation, speak and say, Oh God, you have said that nothing can separate me from your love. That Jesus, I have overwhelming victory through you, Jesus Christ. That I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That God, I do not know many things, but I know that you have a good plan for my life. A plan to prosper me and not to harm me. A plan that is full of future and a hope in the mighty name of Jesus. And choose to stand on this promises speak life into your life repeat them day and night let them be engraved in your word do not do not let the words of god um you know depart from your lips speak day and night speak on them in the name of jesus and stand on the promises of god he is not man that he should lie he is faithful to his words he keep all his promises his promises are yes and amen his promises are pure just as silver that's been refined by fire and purified seven times so are his promises pure for you remind god of what he has said about you claim your blessings you know your the promises of god are your blessings claim them and believe that he is doing it for you do not be like the nazarites you know the nazarites in the bible who lacked enough faith such as jesus could not perform miracles there imagine because of their unbelief because of their lack of faith jesus could not perform miracles in his own hometown he performed miracles everywhere he resurrected people he feed he fed people he killed the blind and the sick and the demon possessed but in nazareth in nazareth in his own hometown he could not perform miracles because they did not have faith and so have faith believe in god believe expectantly ready your heart to receive from him keep hoping keep trusting keep waiting keep knocking keep calling unto him and he will indeed show you that he has always and he was always there with you through the pain through the heartbreak through the sorrow he was there redirecting your steps protecting you from traps that were sent to harm you that were also set not just sent by other people but even set someone maliciously set them there to harm you but god protected you by guiding you by causing the pain to hurt you because he was guiding you and lifting your head and hiding you under the shadow of his wings and with time in retrospect personally i have found myself looking back and being like hey aki god really saved me from that situation i thought that's what i wanted but now at the other side side of it in retrospect i get to see that indeed god protected me from that which i thought i wanted with many i know i'm not the only one who who gets um you know to times as this way i see that hey clearly god was saving me and there's a time it will come you will see that he never left your side that indeed indeed he had you in mind through it all and just to finish and i have said that as a pastor <laughs> i have said i'm finishing <laughs> possibly five times but just to finish on to close with a scripture from the book of john verse 13 chapter 13 and verse 7 it says, Jesus once said to his disciples that you do not understand what I am doing now, but someday you will. And so I'm learning to trust the heart of the Father. 
even when it is hard even when it is painful even when he wants different things from what i want i'm learning to trust him and it is my hope and prayer that we can all learn to trust his heart in jesus name that one day even if now we don't understand why we are going through this rejection even if now we don't understand why this person they said they will marry you but they have left you they say that you know they will work with you till you get a job and now they're not picking up your calls they're not responding to your emails that even though um someone had promised you a job right even though you have been applying and you thought that this was finally the job that was coming for you and again you have received a we are sorry to to inform you that message email that even if you feel unloved even by your own family just like David and Joseph and Jesus all unloved but even just like Hagar who was put in a situation by her masters and you know once the masters discovered that they had made a mistake they made her life unbearable even if you find yourself there remember that Jesus says to his disciples we are the disciples of Jesus even now it's not just the ones in the bible we are still disciples a disciple is a follower of Christ and as a follower of Christ Jesus is telling you today that even though you do not understand what I am doing now someday you will someday you will learn why you had to go through the pain you're going through today and i promise you that it will indeed be for your greater good that you will see the scripture of romans 8:28 coming into life over your life that he says that he causes all things to work together for the good of those they that love him and call, and they that are called according to his purpose. And so I just want to pray for you before we close. <laughs> Yet again. Father in Jesus name we come before you this moment. Thank you for such a powerful reminder that rejection has a purpose to serve in our lives, oh God. Help us to look for the deeper meaning. Help us to look for the lesson. help us to look for the blessing and the gift inside of rejection in the mighty name of Jesus just like Joseph oh lord even when he was imprisoned god and betrayed by his family Jesus he still kept serving you faithfully even in prison god he was still faithful with that which you placed in his hands in the mighty name of Jesus he found favor god with the prison warden he found favor with Potiphar he found favor with Pharaoh in the mighty name of Jesus even in his slavery and even throughout his story of rejection god your hand was still on him the bible says that you were still faithful to him in the mighty name of Jesus and you made him successful in everything even in prison oh lord and so god i don't know what my friend over here is struggling with i don't know what they're trusting you for i don't know the situation they're in in the mighty name of jesus but you are a god who sees it all and so father help them to overcome this situation in the mighty name of jesus with overwhelming victory through jesus christ and to know that they are loved by you help
help them to to remember your promises and to stand on them in the mighty name of Jesus. Father Lord, renew their hope and their trust in you in the mighty name of Jesus, that they will not focus on pain, that God, this pain will not lead them to any sort of suicidal thoughts or depression in the mighty name of Jesus or anger in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. But God, you will encourage them through this situation and they will expect and hope because the Bible says that faith is the, is the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. May they have faith in the mighty name of Jesus that you're still working all things together for their good, O oh Lord. Father Lord, may they trust in you and not in chariots and in horses, they're not in people, O oh God, but may they trust Jesus Christ be in you in the mighty name of Jesus. May they hope on you. May they wait on you. And as they wait on you in the mighty name of Jesus, renew their strength, O Lord. And may they posture their hearts to receive from you, Jesus Christ. May they not be like the Nazarites, O God, who hardened their hearts that they could not receive miracles from you despite their need of miracles, God. Their unbelief was greater and their belief in you. And so God, soften their hearts that they may be ready to receive from you and to pray and to wait on you despite their pain, oh Lord. Help them to trust in you, Jesus. Help them to fix their eyes on you because you're our redeemer. You're our salvation, God. You see us. And just like Job says, I know that my redeemer lives. Even in his pain, he still knew and believed that his Redeemer lived, lives. Father Lord, may we always, despite our situations and circumstances, always know that there's one thing and one thing we know for sure, that God, you live, and God, you're good, and God, you're able to turn any situation around for our good. May they be encouraged in this moment. May they be healed in this moment in the mighty name of Jesus, all for the glory and honor of your name. May they remember, God, that you work in mysterious ways, that there's nothing that is too hard for you, and that your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Your ways, Lord, are higher than our ways, and you're able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we may ask, think, or imagine. May the peace of Jesus visit, visit their hearts in this moment in Jesus' name. May they have hope. And may they, may they cling to it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I thank you and I worship you, Lord, for this opportunity to speak this word of encouragement. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for everything you have done and will continue to do through this podcast. May souls be changed. May lives be transformed. May hearts be healed in Jesus' name. And Father Lord, may you receive all the glory and honor. Keep guiding me that God, I may speak to that which your people need to hear in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Not just what I want to say, God. There's so many things I would want to share with the world. But Father, ultimately, may I know your heart and may I know, may I keep hearing what it is that you want me to share with your people. And God, I will be obedient share with them in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I thank you. 
you know what she plot? Thank you. Because you've taught us that rejection is a blessing in disguise. May we put our trust in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so so much um, for being with me today. I wish you a lovely week. May God bless you. Walk in overwhelming victory because Jesus has overcome the world. Amen. Amen. <laughs>